Welcome to the Life in Deep Ellum podcast, exploring the sacred in art, music, faith, and community. So please welcome Kate C. Nicole. Well, they get the slides up. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you so much for having me back. Um, it really is a beautiful community that you have, um, and I am so thankful that you've given me an opportunity to come back and really um, dig roots, roots down into this community um, that is so beautiful to me. Um, for those that were not here for my talk last time, I see a lot of new faces, so I'm just going to do a brief overview um, real quick. My name is uh, Kathleen, as Carrie mentioned. Um, I grew up with her in West Fort Worth, went to college in Dallas, but have spent the last 17 years in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, I run a women's empowerment organization. We do lots of different things. Um, one of the programs I talked about last year when I was here was we were launching a program where we um, empower survivors of gender-based violence and human trafficking to make washable, reusable sanitary pads that we then distribute to people who lack access to these products. Um, and so that was just getting off the ground. We've made, this program has completely blown up since <laughs> I spoke to you last. We've made over 100,000 pads and distributed to 25,000 girls across Africa. Um, and so as we got into this, the more we got into it, the more we realized how big of a deal it is and how much these issues really go so much beyond just lack of access to product. Um, so we're going to show a quick video, I think. Yay. Okay, they have slides already. So they're going to show a quick video um, that gives you a brief overview, and then I'm going to come back and t tell you a little bit more. So here we are, celebrating periods. Yep, girl power. And it's about bloody time. But for something that is completely natural, that half the world's population will experience in their lifetime, it causes an awful lot of pain. And we aren't just talking about cramps. We are here to talk about period poverty. There are an estimated 1.8 billion menstruators alive today. One in four of those cannot afford period products. That's 450 million people. Period poverty goes beyond just lack of access to period products and extends to the shame, stigma, and disadvantage that menstruators face. This includes being ostracized during menstruation, being excluded from social culture and even familial experiences as a result, missing school for a few days every month, which compounds to early dropout rates for girls, and even sexual exploitation, sometimes as a result of a quid pro quo in exchange for period products and or even just access to clean water for hygiene management. During that time, men girls don't go to school because they, they are no pads or they don't have pads to take care of themselves, to take care of their body. Sometimes some would just like stay the whole week, they don't even come into school. And you ask them why, it's because I'm on my menstrual. So they feel ashamed to go outside and face the other girls or other, other people. Sometimes it's really hard to catch up. So when you provide that, it helps them not to miss out from school. This only scratches the surface on how period poverty contributes to the perpetuation and acceleration of harmful gender inequalities 
and yet period products remain listed as luxury items and are still heavily taxed in many countries and are often difficult to access. So while some of us are in a position to celebrate our periods and talk about them openly, most women in the world are not. That is why our team at Spatter Society started the Power Pads Project. We are making high-quality washable sanitary pads for free distribution to menstruators who lack access. Each pack includes an informative and empowering menstrual health management brochure to debunk myths of menstruation and demystify this perfectly natural monthly visitor. Even more empowering is that each pack is made by a survivor of human trafficking or gender-based violence, and the income she earns provides her a real, viable option to rebuild her life free from her abuser. Research shows that when women are able to financially sustain themselves, they are less prone to abuse and exploitation. This also gives them more freedom to break free from social gender inequalities, release the shame, and shed the stigma related to abuse. You can join the movement to end period poverty by sponsoring one of these power pad packs for just $8. Giving one of those 450 million a fighting chance to release the shame and shed the stigma. You can also become a period power activist, helping to release the shame and shed the stigma in your own community through raising awareness. So throw your own period party. We have lots of ideas and freebies to help you on our website. Or become a social media warrior by liking and sharing period poverty posts and infographics to help spread the word. Most importantly, use your voice. Talk about it. The more we talk openly about periods, the less shame and stigma it will hold over all of us. Now that is what I call girl power. Girls should not be ashamed of who they are. They should, they should be proud of who they are because being a girl is very good. Okay. Um, so I just today, I just want to um, say a few words over that that last kind of call to action, which is um, to use your voice. Um, and that's kind of what uh, a lot of our work is in South Africa, but we um, talk a lot more about um, shedding the shame and the stigma related to menstruation, and that's everywhere, um, as well as lack of access. Um, I love, first of all, I just want to say I love that this is part of a family service because, again, using your voice and talking, the earlier you talk to kids about it, the less awkward it is. I mean, with a lot of other topics as well. So um, even just hearing the words, it becomes less shame attached to it, um, which is amazing. So um, just briefly, the more we got into this, the more we realized we thought it was kind of two separate issues. So we work with survivors of GBV and human trafficking. Um, and so, and then we thought like, okay, we can make pads for this issue over here, which is period poverty. Um, but the more we got into it, the more we realized these two are not two separate issues. They are very much interconnected. Um, you saw one of the statistics statistics in the video was that one in four uh, menstruators worldwide lack access or cannot afford period products. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you in the room are also aware of the statistic that one in four women worldwide are victims to either physical or sexual abuse. Um, that's not a coincidence that those statistics are similar um, because these issues are so interconnected. Um, sorry, my iPad keeps turning off. <laughs> um, Okay, so fear, vulnerability, uh, stigma, and shame are something that those who identify as female, we know this very well. Sometimes so well that we think it's normal. Um, and it's not normal, <laughs> um, even though people would like us to think that. I mean, it's definitely not what God intended for their people. 
Uh, the shame and stigma that follows survivors of abuse um, is not that dissimilar from the shame and stigma that follow those of us who menstruate. We are taught from pre-puberty already that talking about your periods is not something you do. Um, and honestly, I give talks a lot about um, being a survivor of abuse, um, but it is harder for me to give public talks about menstruation. I get more nervous talking about that because people have a more adverse reaction to talking about menstruation publicly than they do about me being abused, which is fascinating. Um, but we'll, we'll go on from there. So uh, we're taught that periods are gross and toxic. They can be a curse. Um, that's not just something believed over in Africa where I live. It's believed here. Um, we are conditioned into these beliefs in the same way that victims of abuse are conditioned to keep their abuse secret, to protect their family, to protect themselves, to protect their image as a good, clean, and pure woman. As women, we spend so much of our life hiding uh, we hide things that happen to us, like abuse, and we are told to hide things that are completely natural, like our periods. And this only serves to perpetuate our own oppression, our own vulnerability, and thus our own inequality. So what we're trying to do with the Equality Period campaign is start to destigmatize it. We talk about it as often as we can. Um, we put beautiful floral-shaped or uterus-shaped floral designs on our tote bags <laughs> because the more we talk about it, the more it's in your face, the less awkward it is and the more we can talk about things. Um, and it's not just about not being afraid to talk about it. It's about, it's actually life-saving information. A lot of women go their whole life suffering more than they actually should. Periods are painful <laughs> and they are annoying, but sometimes it's not a normal pain. And that woman doesn't know that she should actually go to the doctor and she could get some help. And so what we've found in a lot of our um, period parties that we throw is women saying like, oh, it's not normal for my period to last 10 days and for me to not be able to move. No, that's not normal. There are things that can help you. Um, so it's, it's a beautiful part of this. And we shy away from and turn it into something fun and informative. Um, so it, in that spirit, we are going to do some of our trivia questions. I just put four of them up. So we're going to start with one. Is it ready? Okay. So fact or fiction, in some communities, women are banished from their homes and villages during their menstrual cycle. Yes. Okay. So this one was an easy one. Fact. So while some menstruating women are merely sent to a different room to eat and sleep, there are still many villages in India and Africa where women and girls are banished completely to huts outside of the village for five days during their menstrual cycle. Some aren't even allowed to cook, not even for themselves, having to rely on others to bring them food. They describe it as incredibly isolating and dehumanizing. Okay, next one. What percentage of girls, in, I don't expect any of you to know this, <laughs> what percentage of girls in South Africa report missing school due to their periods? A, 10%, B, 20%, or C, 30%? Yay, well done. You all get an A plus. Okay, C, 30%, which is 3.7 million South African school girls report missing school during their periods because they cannot afford period products. Next one. This is going to be fun. Okay. So this is not just an issue in South Africa. It is an issue right here in Texas. So what percentage of women and girls in Texas report missing school or work due to not having period products? A, 10%, B, 20%, or C, 30%? Ooh, okay. Let's see what the answer is. It is B. So one in five women and girls in the state of Texas report missing school or work due to lack of access to period products. This is very much a global issue. Okay, next one. This one's fun. Okay, fact or fiction, it is dangerous to swim in the ocean or go camping because sharks and bears can smell your period blood. What do you think? <laughs> okay, let's see the answer. It is fiction. 
Uh, so yes, sharks and bears can smell your period blood, but do they care? No. There have been no reported attacks by bears or sharks that have been motivated by period blood. So that's it for me. Thank you very much for joining in my trivia. Got a mic right here. Well, thank you so much, Kate. I just think this, this issue is so important, and especially as members of a faith community and um, those who are trying to, to really um, do the work of God, how important would you say kind of um, that faith communities show up in more uh, helpful ways? It sounds like there's really so much shame still tied to the Christian interpretation of yeah. periods. And you mm -hmm. see this even in scripture. I mean, there's even a shame with, with periods. So how, how, do we, how do we change that? How do we start to... Um, you know, read scripture differently and really show up in a more helpful way so we're not adding to the problem. Mm -hmm. Well, I think um, you guys have obviously already done a great job by having me here. Yes. <laughs> and allowing me to put up um, all the things outside. Um, so it is, as I mentioned earlier, um, it is a lot harder for me to give this talk in churches than it is for me to talk about our other programs where we deal with survivors of human trafficking because there is so, it's, it's very much an, you just don't talk about it. It's not mm -hmm. like conversation. So I think having these conversations, um, inviting people to speak, bringing it up in if you do Bible studies or things like that, um, but also being mindful. So I know sometimes um, some churches, like you, everyone has to stand during a prayer or a worship, but sometimes like your period pain is horrible mm. and it's wonderful yeah. that you even made it to church that day. Yeah. And so if she's sitting down, don't make her feel guilty for sitting down. Like, rather be like, oh, maybe something's going on. I'm not going to force her to stand up. Um, little right. things like that. Um, and you can do it out in your world as well. So always having extra period products on you. Um, if you're, yeah. you're in a bathroom or something public and there's no period products, you can just leave a few extra on the counter because you never know who's going to walk in. Mm -hmm. um, it's little acts of love and service like that that you can do outside of your church and then inside just to be happy. Yeah.